Welcome back to the Living Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Father Peter Smith. This is our first episode since I went on break at the beginning of August, so it's good to be back. And I want to just thank you for listening in. My prayer is that God will use these episodes as another opportunity for your personal spiritual reflection, and who knows, perhaps even for some meaningful discussion with other people. This week, I'll be beginning a new podcast series on the gospel and politics. Now, I'm adapting this from and expanding upon a series I did at The Gathering in 2018 by the same name. But if you were a part of that discussion, I think you'll still benefit from tuning in again, especially because I've made some changes for this format, as well as some additions. So today's episode is called, Why the Gospel in Politics? The wisdom of our age is to never, never, never discuss religion and politics, right? It just won't end well. (laughs) Both religion and politics can be explosive topics in their own right, but as soon as you mix them together, it's like baking soda and vinegar, and we can all visualize what happens. Religion and politics are both very expansive topics, and they're highly personal, and that makes them really tricky. And truthfully, Americans don't love to talk about things that make them feel uncomfortable. So why on earth am I doing this to us? Why talk about this at all? Well, first of all, because what I'm called to be is a shepherd. And this is an issue which we all need shepherding in. I wouldn't be a good shepherd if I didn't talk about this particular topic. Now, I want to say that I'm not an expert on this topic, but here's the truth. None of you are either. Instead, what I am is a shepherd who has a role to help God's people make sense of his word, especially for the cultural context in which we find ourselves. And that is what I hope to do. Often in the American church, what we find is either an absence of teaching or just frankly poor teaching about what the relationship between the gospel and politics really is, biblically speaking. Thus, I will try and do justice to the complexity of the topic and to speak as clearly and compassionately as I can. My hope is to help us think more biblically and more thoughtfully about politics and actually to generate more empathy and understanding for those with whom we disagree. Why talk about this right now? Why not some other time? Don't we have enough challenging things to think about at the moment? We do. I I can't deny that. There's a lot going on, and it's hard mentally and emotionally. And as a result, I really debated whether or not to do this podcast series at all at this time. Shouldn't I just focus on something which we can all agree on? Maybe I should just put your minds at ease instead of stirring you up. Shouldn't I just focus on the Bible? Why would I talk about a topic that will almost certainly draw the criticism of at least one or two of the people who listen in. Well, here's why I've decided to do this. How the gospel impacts American politics is as big of an issue as ever. And honestly, there's as much confusion as ever, whether it's realized or not. There's a pretty important election coming up on November 3rd. And that reality occupies much of our emotional and mental space. Now's the time of year when you can't drive through an intersection without being visually assaulted by all the campaign signs littering the sidewalks. And if you're like me, every day you get at least two or three phone calls that show up as scam likely. And no doubt it's some candidate or party looking for your vote. 
What are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to vote? What are we supposed to care about the most? These are all questions we're asking ourselves, and they're good questions. And truthfully, there are so many loud voices out there that are happy to answer those specific questions for you, although truthfully, I tend to believe that most of them aren't worth your time. My purpose, actually, in this podcast is not to answer any of those questions specifically, but instead to help you gain a better understanding of how to think through these things in a biblically faithful way way. What I'd like to do is to provide an alternative voice and even more to direct you to better and more faithful Christian voices than even mine. So with these things said, let me ask you a few questions. I want you to think of some of the issues we face as Americans that politics might address, whether with more government or less government or changes in government. What are some of the things that come to your mind? Perhaps it's the economy, or sanctity of life, the environment, immigration, gun violence, healthcare, marriage and family issues, education, national security, foreign affairs, taxes, infrastructure, criminal justice, gender and sexuality energy, transportation, agriculture, industry, and so on and so forth. I'm sure there's a lot I haven't even mentioned. Politics touches on everyday issues for us. These are things that impact the quality of our lives and the quality of the lives of those people who live around us. Another question. In the history of the world, Has there ever been a political system or a form of government that has been able to solve the problems that we face as human beings on matters such as those? I think we would all be unanimous in saying that the answer to that question is no. It hasn't happened. Now, if we're honest, part of the issue here is that we often even disagree about what the problems are to begin with, and therefore what solving the problems look like. But the ultimate reality here is that politics and government has not been able to fix the struggles and challenges that we face as humans in the world. Now, we would certainly want to say that some governments and forms of governments have done a better job addressing the human condition than others. We probably have specific ideas about eras in our history or administrations that did a better job than others did. We might even look to the future to produce the better government that we hope for. But at the end of the day, my point is this, politics and government can't save us. That is not the role it was ordained by God to play, and it's not a role that it can possibly fulfill. Now, I'm not saying that gives us the freedom not to care about politics or to check out from society. What I wanna say is this, One of the most important aspects of this discussion for the next several weeks is the reminder not to misplace our hope. Our hope is not in a political candidate or in a political party or even in a particular form of government, as if any of those things could save us from the chaos and suffering of our lives and bring about order and flourishing. No, only God brings order out of chaos. 
Only God brings flourishing out of suffering. And so when we as American Christians get swept up in the political currents of our culture, we need to remember songs of our greater allegiance. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. What other ground is sinking sand? All other ground. Where should our hope be? If not in politics and government, where should our hope be? It should be in the person of Jesus Christ and the work of redemption which he has begun through the cross and resurrection and will one day bring to completion when heaven and earth are brought together again and God dwells with humanity in perfect order and flourishing. That's God's kingdom. And what it means is that followers of Jesus need to hope differently than the rest of America. The sovereignty of God, his kingship over all of creation, and the mission of God which expands all around the world is not dependent upon the results of the first Tuesday in November. If you get nothing else from this podcast series, I hope you'll come to embrace that with all your heart, that your hope will be on Christ, the solid rock. Some of you may end up discussing these podcast episodes in small groups or in other settings. If you end up doing so, I want to suggest a few ground rules for your discussion. First, listen. Work to hear what is actually being said, as opposed to what you want to hear them saying. Remember that while everyone's perspective is not equally valid or true, everyone's perspective can have equal value in times of discussion. Second, be humble and teachable. You don't have all the answers, and neither do I. So let's act like it. I may say some things that will upset you. Now, part of the role of shepherd is to comfort the afflicted as well as to afflict the comfortable. In both instances, the means of doing that is through the scriptures. And so I want to rely upon the Bible and all the things that I say, but I don't claim to be right about everything I'll say. I myself want to be a teachable teacher. So feel free to speak up and voice your concerns humbly and respectfully. But also, I want to just suggest to you, regardless of your initial reactions to something I say, I want you to bear with me, to hear me out, to test what I'm saying against Scripture and not against what you've heard or what you've been taught or what you currently believe. Be willing to let the Scriptures speak for themselves, to have your beliefs challenged, and to try on new ways of thinking. Because if it's true, then it's God's truth. All truth belongs to God. Thirdly, be okay with disagreement. It is okay to have differing perspectives. It's not okay to attack or shame other people. Life is so complex and our personal stories are so diverse, how could we even come to the same conclusions all the time? Learn to live with disagreement and let love be chief among you. Fourth, be in fellowship. Our relationships are what matter the most, not winning a debate, 
We have a common humanity in the image of God. And more than that, we have a common Lord and Savior in Jesus Christ who is binding us together into his one body, the church. So be in that communion. And finally, keep Christ at the center. And all we think and all we feel and all we say and do, let's make sure Christ is at the center. If Christ isn't getting glory in what you say and how you say it, then make a change. If you found this episode helpful, I encourage you to share it with someone. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to me at peter at livingfaithanglican.org. Who knows, I may end up sharing and responding to one of your questions on the next podcast episode. Let me close us with this collect from the Book of Common Prayer 2019. Almighty God, from whom all thoughts of truth and peace proceed, kindle, we pray, in the hearts of all people, the true love of peace, and guide with your pure and peaceable wisdom those who take counsel for the nations of the earth, that in tranquility your kingdom may go forward till the earth is filled with the knowledge of your love. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.